0: Alright, welcome to Digging for Wisdom. You thought you were done for it with us for the summer, for the off-season, but no. It's Realignment Day. It's one of the favorite days of every two years because we get to see who all gets mixed up. And we're going to analyze the realignment. Just remember, we're only talking football. I'm not going to get into how this affects volleyball, tennis, Soccer, all that you're gonna that's a different for the
1: podcast. waterfall award. I know that flower Mound,
0: juggernauts
1: right. over there at the waterfall. I
0: need to find out where they fall in the district, but that's for a different podcast. This one's all about the football season. I'm excited, came out exactly nine o'clock this morning. And man, let's just get right into it, Diggs. Let's get right into six A and, and talk about the new three six A, which now has uh Mansfield teams in there. And we 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 lost Trinity and Bell and, and Halton out of there, but it kind of made out for the Mansfield squad, right? Yeah, Mansfield
1: ISD is a huge winner right now. You've got three Mansfield schools who are now looking at things as potentially making the playoffs. Uh, you know, Mansfield High, Man- uh, Lake Ridge are looking at this like, ooh, they're they're just. Uh, phenomenally excited as far as this goes. The way I thought it would end up going is, you know, you got Weatherford Crowley and North Crowley. They're the furthest west teams out of the DFW area teams. And then who are you going to bring over? And I thought it might be the Arlington ISD teams. You get a nice little eight pack right there, but instead they bring the three Mansfield schools over. So they understood the I-20 corridor, but then they start going up north and and they take uh, Boswell as well. So I think Boswell, especially when you look at district four has to be considered a big winner. In fact, Eagle Mountain ISD and all as we're going to talk about, Eagle Mountain Saginaw ISD are huge winners, Uh, but I I think Boswell has to look at this compared to having to play Southlake and the Keller ISD and Northwest ISD. Now they're playing Crowley ISD, and and North Crowley is still pretty good. I think North Crowley is really going to have to step up their non-district schedule. I've seen some of the iterations of their non-district schedule and they've definitely done that, but they're going to have to do that even more because I don't know that this district is going to prepare them for their goals of winning this region year after year, uh, so that'll be their challenge. Uh, but big winner is going to be Mansfield and Mansfield Lake Ridge as they have a real good chance to not only make the playoffs but to go a couple of rounds deep at this point.
0: Yeah, they broke out of that district of doom and now they're 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 looking to get into the postseason and do some things over there. Uh, district four six a you look at that and I mean if you're saying these Mansfield teams are winners, then then possibly Bell and Trinity are. Losers, because they're in this district now that has two powerhouses that are, have established themselves with stuff like Carol and Byron Nelson. Talk about this new uh, this new district, and, and just the Northwest is up in there too. You know,
1: I, I, there's a lot of losers basically in this district because you have a situation now instead of potentially Boswell and Halton being those two teams that are your quote unquote easy wins or, you know, more predictable wins. Now you're looking at Bell and Trinity going in there. So, like, who are your weak spots? Because you lose Fossil Ridge, Fossil Ridge drops down to 5A Division 1. Now you got three Keller schools, three Northwest ISD schools. Uh, just Northwest is kind of the variable because they've been in five, uh, 5A Division 1. So now they're going to. Find out how they can compete in 6A. It's real. And Keller, Keller's been one of those, you know, consistently right at that third place team uh, in this district. Now they have to compete with Trinity. Now they have to, and they have in the playoffs. The last, you know, two years ago they played uh, Keller and Trinity were playing in the playoffs. And now you got Carroll. Carroll's going to be tested in this district a lot more. I know there's a lot of nostalgia with Carroll and Trinity, but Trinity is not quite what they were back when South Lake and Trinity being in the same district would be an exception exciting thing uh so can trinity kind of up their game that's going to be a a big thing this is going to be a very competitive district and i know ward you as the producer side you're very excited because this game is going to this district is going to have a lot of thursday games with northwest isd and keller isd
0: there's going to be some really good games out of this pairing of nine teams i like these thursday games you you know me so well dixie i love the thursday games and it's a nine team district so i got the two two games to get ready for this mess so it, it should be fun uh 5-6-A, we didn't know where they were going to fall, but we did kind of feel like the Denton schools and the, and the Lewisville schools would finally get together. And that's exactly what happened. They in Little Elm, which is right there as well. Your thoughts on that district real quick.
1: You know, really, it's no no big changes. And you know, Louisville ISD. You got to get out of Louisville ISD if you're going to uh, be, be a winner in your district. Uh, Coppell is an improving team. Little Elm, when they were with Prosper and Allen, and now they're uh, with the uh, Denton and Louisville. I don't think that really changes much. I think what you are going to see a change in is with the Plano ISD school, the schools in, in this pairing that kind of dropped Marcus kind of to the small school side of things. Now Marcus and Louisville are going to be considered the big. Schools, uh, so Guyer is going to be looking at this alignment as more of a, a small school team. Uh, so I think that's a, kind of a win for uh, Louisville or win for Denton Guyer to be kind of guaranteed more of the smaller school side. That they have been smaller schools, uh, but you know there have been situations where with McKinney they, they you know they could have been bumped up. Now you know Guyer is pretty much solidly going to be your D2 school coming out of this district and probably one of your district favorites coming out of this district.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Marcus is going to probably not have the luxury of being in D two anymore, so that that'll be interesting. You go down to District six, and you know we traded Denton for Plano as far as these district goes, and so now the three Plano teams plus Princeton moves up are in here with Allen McKinney schools and Prosper. You know, at first
1: glance, you might think that this is a, a loss for Plano ISD, having to deal with Allen and Prosper, and it, it is to a certain extent, but when you look at this district as a whole now, or you, and you look at this half of the region as a whole, it really opens up after the first round of the playoffs. Uh, you you know, you might have a Lewisville High, Flower Mound Marcus in the first round, but after that, the second round gets a lot easier with, you know, who, who in the second half of the bracket, you know, scares you. Nobody at this point. So you win a first round game, you're probably going to win the second round game. And, and that's going to be big for these schools because they've been going through these gauntlets. Uh, at the end of the day, you have the top Louisville schools, the top schools in Allen and Prosper. They're going to be battling each other in bi-district. Plano ISD is trading Louisville ISD, which is good in all sports across the board. Uh, for a, a McKinney school, we, we know they have a new coach, so they're going, to be, they're going to be going through a transition period. Boyd has been a little bit down. Rock Hill really has a chance to shine in, yeah. in this alignment. In poor Princeton, they were going to get taken to the woodshed either way. Uh, but now we got nine teams, so there's going to be a lot of, you know, week three, we're getting into district play with a lot of nine team districts across our area.
0: Yeah, and there's some, like you said, there's openings there. I mean, if you, Pennsylvania, Allen, and Prosper is probably playoff teams. There's a lot of openings and a lot of big schools trying to get in, which could mess around with the divisions, which way you're going to go in the playoffs. Uh, it should be exciting when it, to see who makes three and four out of that district. Uh, district 7 6A uh, is. Not very exciting to me, but we do have Lake Highlands in there. They lost uh, Highland Park, but everything else is pretty much the same. Yeah,
1: Richardson ISD has to be considered a big win because now you basically yeah. got three Richardson ISD schools who are going to have a chance to make a playoff uh, and have a chance to win a playoff game. So this is a big win for Richardson ISD. Jesuit is probably looking at this alignment very excited. You drop Jesuit for the girls sports and then you have a seven team district. So Richardson ISD big winners. Irving ISD has a chance if they can get good in athletics, you know, if they can increase their athletic participation the next couple of years win. Games in this district.
0: Yeah, this is a chance for them to finally get back in, in the postseason of MacArthur or Nimitz or something like that. Uh, district eight is our Arlington district, but we're adding we're adding Halton in there along with the Grand Prairies. Uh, how do you think? Halton feels about getting in there with the Arlington's? Talk to me about that because they're in there with basketball right now. And now it's, now it's you know, you, you taught me that, Ward. You're, I was
1: like, Halton and playing basketball with these schools, what's going on with that? And, and now they put it over as a football alignment. I think this is a big win for Halton. Halton has not been a powerhouse in football, but, you know, last year we kept talking about on our podcast how, you know, Arlington ISD was not winning any non district games, it, it yeah. felt like. And then Arlington Martin was, was down and getting clobbered. And, and they got better as the season went on uh but you have a very uh, you have an opportunity for halton when if you put halton in that four uh six a mess they would have a really hard time making the playoffs getting out over byron nelson or a Eulish trinity now you're looking at them as a chance to make the playoffs and have a chance to win a, a playoff game i think halton has to be over the moon and considered a big winner in this alignment
0: absolutely Absolutely, nine six eight. We can kind of probably gloss over that one because not a daggone thing changed there. That's the same squads there. Uh, is there any surprises who didn't go in there, or is this this is kind of how the, how you felt it would be? I thought Wiley would
1: end up moving where the Plano schools did and I thought you would see the Plano schools rolling over with uh, the Lake, High, uh, the Richardson ISD schools so Wiley ISD keeping this staying in Region 2 is, is a big win for them. Uh, Garland ISD not getting their own district especially when you consider that District 10 uh, has seven teams in it. and I'm sure Garland ISD is thinking hey why couldn't we have our own district uh, but it ends up Ten Six uh, a being a smaller district uh, and because they took the Mesquite schools out and moved them to Eleven six A, uh, so I'd say Garland ISD is a little bit of a loser because they had a real opportunity to have a 17 team district, but the UIL did not give it to them.
0: Yeah, when you move to ten six A, you got to kind of feel for those teams because now they are they're searching for another uh, another game, non district game that most people aren't having, so they're probably going to have to either travel or find another seventeen district and mix them up a little bit. But what I do like about ten six A is there's a lot of built in rivalries that that are share the same stadium down at North Forney and 40 are are in the same district. The Rockwall team's in the same district. Royce City right there. Uh, Talk to me about how you feel about this district because only three teams don't make the postseason, so that makes got to make them feel a little bit better. Yeah, but at
1: the same time, which of those three are you looking at as, as not going to make the playoffs? Because you've yeah. got Forney who made it to the regional finals. You've got Longview who's a, a traditional powerhouse. We know every we know Rockwall has been there. Uh, Royce City has to be looking at this alignment like, hey, we can't catch a break. <laughs> North Forney finally makes it to the playoffs last year. Uh, actually you know, gets a little bit of a run before running into Cedar Hill at the end of the day. And now all of a sudden they're in this alignment and they have to be looking at where's our wins in this district. So Tennessee a is going to be really good competitive football, I think, across the board. I don't see any teams that jump out to me as, oh, this is a state-ranked powerhouse, but I also don't look at any team as, who's your easy win in this district? So there's going to be a lot of parity now that you've moved the Mesquite ISD schools
0: out. And you can't afford to take an upset loss. Like, if you're predicted to win that game, you better win that game. Move to 11 a and I remember at the end of our podcast, you were talking about, well, Skyline's, you know, they're tilting up. They're they're trending upwards, and if they can just get in there with the Richardson teams, they may make a playoff t- spot. But they didn't make it in with the Rich, rich Richardson teams. They're stuck back in eleven six A. That has now become even more powerful with Lancaster in there, uh, Mesquite Horn, who's had reasonable success. There's Wax Desoto decided to opt up. Duncanville. I mean, they call it the District of Doom. I kind of it's kind of played out for me, but I'll call it that for this point. Eight teams, two that you think are definite. DeSoto and Duncanville, and then there's like four fighting for those last two, I would think. Absolutely. You know, Mesquite ISD are the big
1: losers here because we talked yeah. about Horn last year in that 10-6A alignment as being a disappointment. Like they had talent, they got Legend Bay, they got some really good players, but they just couldn't figure it out. And now they have to go through this district and try to figure it out with Cedar Hill, Lancaster, DeSoto, Duncanville, uh and then you got Waxahachie on the rise. I mean, you've got five teams that really had decent playoff runs last year in this district when you consider Lancaster yeah. and Ivey moving up with the four teams all having good success two winning state championships, Cedar Hill, making it to the regional finals, Waxahachie, uh, you know, losing uh, in in the playoffs, but still playing hard. Uh, who's your easy win in this, this district. It's not, you're going to have to bring it every single week in this district and Mesquite horn and Mesquite have to be looking at this like, Oh man, well, you know, we really took it for granted having to go out East all those years and, and complaining about that. Well, you don't have the travel, but now you've got some really hard games. So it's going to be quite the gauntlet for eleven six a. Yeah,
0: that's true. The Skeeters are probably thinking, man, we just got to get through these two, two years and, and push us back somewhere else. Uh, I'm interested in 5A Division One because there's a couple districts, or there's one district right off the bat, 3-5A 3, 3, Division I. Uh, Alito, we talked all year about how they're probably going to move up to 6A where they came a couple students short and are still back there. But they're in there with Denton Ryan. Fossil Ridge moves down there. they get they got new competition with with Richland and Birdville in there as well. Talk about this district because it looks like it's another nine-team district, so they got to get right at it they got to get
1: right at it, Uh, so they're going to lose that game against South Oak Cliff. That was kind of their week three game, and uh, that's going to be the game that's going to end up falling off. This is a very oddly uh, aligned district, and we thought that this might actually happen when you look at at it from a state perspective because El Paso in District 1 has a four-team district. So every single team in District 1, Ward, even you can do that prediction. Who's going to make the playoffs in District 1?
0: You know that right now. They're I all think all Air Americus Americus and uh, El Dorado and Parkland are going to make it. That's my prediction. I, I think you might be right about
1: that. And then you got the West Texas District and District Two. It was thought if Parkland didn't opt up, you might have a ten-team district with uh, all of those West Texas teams merging. Now you have that as two districts. So now you have these really big districts in, in the DFW area. We're going to be talking nine. We're going to be Week Three Ward and basically having a district show next year when we're talking about almost all of these eight, nine-team districts uh, who are going to be starting in Week Three. But th- the way this was drawn, it was almost as if they said football-wise, how can we put as many good competitive teams for Alito to have to play in district as we can? Because the way this was drawn up, you're going to have Denton Ryan, you're going to have Fossil Ridge, you got Richland, who had a really good playoff run yeah. last year. In fact, I have to think Birdville ISD has to be the losers in this, because you look at what District 4 is, and your four playoff teams in that district, probably would none of them would make the playoffs in District no. 3. And now you got Birdville and Richland in that mix, who were, who were in that role as the district the two teams in District 4-5-A last year. Now it's going to be Chisholm Trail and Saginaw who are those two teams who have to be huge winners. They go from, you know, basically the the frying pan into this nice where, oh, man, we can make the playoffs and, uh, you know win a district title all of a sudden. Right. and you, you talk about that, all of a sudden I'm looking at this and looking at Fort Worth Paschal. Fort Worth has been in some killer districts at, out, out there in 6A. Now Fort Worth Paschal might be a favorite to win a district award. There's going to be some As great well. stories to be told there. Uh, but Alito has to look at this and go okay, well at least we're going to have some competition. Uh, but at, at, at a regional perspective, I think if Alito is a state-ranked powerhouse, they have to be looking at Denton Ryan, but after that it, it's pretty much a cakewalk to the regional fi- or to the state semifinals again.
0: It does look like that, doesn't it? And that district has a lot of the, some of the best running backs out there, with Michael Turner from Richland, Guillory up there at Alito, and then Denton Ryan, who's got Dossett, who's probably playing quarterback, but still he takes off every now and then. You touched on District Four a little bit. We put up the graphic because you were talking about Pasco and them. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's two years of anybody could make the postseason here, and it's it's kind of an excite. It got to excite the Fort Worth coaches because you can get more players out knowing that, you know, more athletes out to play football because, okay, now you have a chance for a district title. You can wear that ring. We can put that banner up there, plus making a postseason. Got to be kind of a happy day for some of these Fort Worth sports.
1: Absolutely. Fourth ISD are big winners. I don't see any of them winning a first-round game, but to get to them to the playoffs, I mean, we're talking about programs. I can't remember the last time Fourth Pascal made the playoffs. So yeah. now Fourth Pascal being a favorite to make the playoffs, is same thing with Chisholm Trail and Saginaw High. These have been teams that have been on the uh, – on the receiving end of some beatings over the last few years, now they have a real leg- legitimate chance to make the playoffs. Odie Wyatt was kind of our darling last year, but they're very senior heavy, so they've graduated. So it is wide open. You got Arlington Heights, you got Pascal, and you got Chisholm Trail, but they've got a new coach, Saginaw High. A lot of new teams we're going to be talking about as potential playoff uh, teams. Very exciting time for all nine, to- nine of those coaches and programs.
0: Well, five five A Division One, you knew you're gonna have a Frisco district district. This is it, and it's got McKinney North in there as well. Sherman kinda of stays, but what do you think about this district with the Frisco teams, McKinney North and Sherman? McKinney North has to
1: be considered a big winner because McKinney North has been traveling uh, over the past years. They've yeah. been what is now the seven five A. They get logically put back over here. In fact, last year, or we, were two years ago when we were doing alignment. We're looking at this uh, alignment going. Why is McKinney North having to yeah. bypass Sherman and be part of and not be part of this district? Well, they get this district, but unfortunately, you got a very loaded Frisco Lone Star team uh, that's going to be a powerhouse in this district. And really, regionally speaking, I think Lone Star is looking at this like, we have a good chance uh, to win this region. I know Highland Park and, uh, you know, Midlothian and a few others are looking at, at this at, at the same way. But now, Lord, we're going to have to touch up a little bit regionally on some Central Texas teams because the way this uh, district, uh, the way this region plays out, it gets real interesting after District 5. It and does. 6. It
0: does. You talk about six, there's winners there. I mean, there's going to be some new playoff teams coming through there because the two Mesquite teams are moved in with the four Dallas ISD and the Carrollton teams. I mean, the only team that really was special last year was Newman Smith. So you have a chance to to see some really new playoff teams come through here. Absolutely. WTY,
1: all, right. all these teams are winners at the end of the day. Uh, you got North Mesquite and West Mesquite who used to be in that you know district where uh, that, that 7-5A Division I, that was incredible. Now they have a chance where they're going to be favorites to make the playoffs, uh, whereas Mesquite ISD and 6A were big losers. Mesquite ISD and 5A are huge winners.
0: Yeah, and with the what Carrollton ISD, Dallas and Mesquite, I'm getting some Thursday games out of here as well. So it'll be nice to get some TV time. Let's get to District 7 5A Division 1. It seems a lot of travel in there. Highland Park drops down, and they're in a district with Red Oak, Midlothian. There are some Centennial. There's some quality teams in there, but there's also some quality travel.
1: Yeah, Joshua has to be looking at this. They opted up to try to, you know, perhaps it, it increase their uh, favor and uh, the UIL decided to decrease their favor uh, because all of a sudden we have a diagonal. We have from, you know, from Johnson County all the way over to Lufkin now in, in, in this district. So there's going to be some travel. Uh, I'd have to say Midlothian is a big loser in this case because Midlothian was in that district where we they, we there were either one or two every year with Lake Belton and now all of a sudden, they have to be with Highland Park. They have to be with Burleson Centennial. Uh, Red Oak. Uh, Red Oak has to be looking at this as well, like, hmm, we got to figure things out. Uh, but Highland Park, I think, is going to be at the top of this district, but there's going to be a lot of parity from two to six. So we're going to have some very competitive games. I think Lufkin has to look at this relative to where they could have been and consider themselves a bit of a winner, too, especially the way this is now reshaped. You lose Longview, you lose uh, Forney, and all of a sudden uh, you get Cleburne and Burleson. Centennial. Uh, they have to be yeah. looking at this because in Tyler high as well, like, Hey, we have a yeah. chance to really get back into the playoff picture.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's move to five a division two and these first two districts that I want to talk about. These are the ones that are really, that really get my juices flowing because they're they're Like you said, six teams going for four spots. Basically. Let's talk about three, five, a division two, where you have Argyle, you have Heritage, Everman, Grapevine, and then the Mansfield schools move over there. Man, th- there's two of those teams that are not going to make the postseason both years. Plus, you got the Colony. I mean, talk to me about this district. In an up-and-coming Seguin squad, so... Yeah, this is a, a, this is a, a crazy, powerhouse.
1: crazy district. You know, we, we kind of talked last year with Argyle's alignment that that was kind of a weaker district. We had Argyle yeah. and Emerson at the top, but then you know figuring out who was going to make it with Lake Dallas and uh, you know trying to figure out who who's going to win with Denton and Frisco Memorial, and now all of a sudden you're looking at this like, okay, Argyle's going to have some competition. You got Summit, you've got Timberview in there, you've got Argyle. Burleson and Seguin and Everman have to be kind of considered losers. They they go from that district uh, where you're going with Midlothian Heritage, and now all of a sudden you're looking at this like, what are we? You know, who's going to make the playoffs in this district? Yeah. Uh, Colleyville Heritage goes from that Fort Worth ISD district to will they even qualify for the playoffs? Same thing with Grapevine. So and the Colony is looking at things like where where are our wins in this district? I think three five A is going to be an absolute slaughterhouse of a district. Uh, it's going to be incredibly fun. And you talk about Thursday games. The Thursday games that are going to come out of this are going to be fantastic. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. even get better in by district.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because the next round is district four where you have Anna moving up, Emerson, who already made it all the way to state semis. Then you, And you also got Luke, Lucas Lovejoy with the new head coach and Todd Dodge. You got Melissa. You got a, a quality Denison team, up and coming Walnut Grove. Holy cow, that's another huge one.
1: And now all of a sudden, you know, when we were talking about bracketology previously, we are like, okay, you got Melissa and you got Lovejoy and how, when are they going to play Midlothian Heritage? And when are they going to play South Oak Cliff? But now there are, our bracketology of this is going to be out in El Paso in West Texas. Uh, so that's going to completely change their trajectory and the kind of playoff routes they play. And who's going to make it out of this district. And you got to look at Frisco ISD as kind of, kind of losers in this uh, setup. Same thing with Dennis. Because now you've got four teams that were very solid state-ranked potential teams with Lovejoy, Melissa, uh, and, and Anna, and Frisco Emerson last year, and now you got Denison and Walnut Grove who are trying to find their footing in, the, in, in football. How are they going to fare? You know, Walnut Grove played that really tough outlaw schedule last year to get them ready for this. Yep. Walnut Grove might take a playoff spot away from somebody, and who's it going to be? Like, it, it's going to be a fascinating route.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you move over to 5A five, five Division two. That's the DISD district. Uh, are we going to cater to South Oak Cliff like we have the last two years? Are we doing the zone stuff? Talk to me.
1: Well, you, you shouldn't with eight, you know, but, yeah. uh, but I think it actually hurts South Oak Cliff because now they're going to get their three games and they're not even going to get to really pick who's going to be their, their strong games at the end. Uh, so I think South Oak Cliff is a little bit of a loser in this alignment. But when you look regionally, you know, we know South Oak Cliff's kind of their Achilles heel has been Port Hs Grove. And all of a sudden, they're not looking at Port H S Grove as a state championship rematch. They're looking at them potentially as a third round or fourth round yeah. playoff game because of the way uh, district lined up. So I know South Oak Cliff is immediately looking past this district and going, okay, what does our region look like? What what does the playoff path look like? And and that's a fair thing for South Oak Cliff to do. A lot of teams can't do that, Uh, but South Oak Cliff can. And it it is not a pretty uh, picture right now, the way that this ended up getting drawn out, Uh, because now we basically have an East Texas district and a Houston area district. But at the same time, we're not going to have those crazy first-round playoff games where you've got uh, teams going out to the Houston area and playing first-round. Games yeah, the way
0: yeah. they set up Lancaster and Laporte, like they yeah. did last year, but that brings I mean, 6'5a, uh, division two, you know, South Oak Cliffs first round game probably won't be too much competition. But at the top of that district has heritage in it, a tarot team that's been doing pretty good. And Ennis, talk about this district and who you think might come out of here. I don't think you're going to like this district, Ward, because these, these are all those fringe teams that you and I debate
1: is it DFW, is it not DFW? Yeah. Uh, and you got Terrell, Ennis, Crandall, Greenville, Kaufman, all these kind of fringe schools. And Mesquite Poteet is sitting in the middle of this. Like, we're, we're going to get some Thursday night games out there with uh, Poteet, uh, the way Mesquite ISD has to schedule their stadiums. This is going to be very competitive football. Uh, I think Midlothian Heritage is, is looking at this like, okay, this is a very good, uh, we're probably a, a top team in this district, but all of a sudden two through four are going to have a lot of parity and, there's going to be opportunities for teams that may not have made the playoffs in other districts because, you know, you you've talked about Crandall and, and uh, Mesquite, Poteet and Terrell, how they were aligned with the uh, Denison and Anna. And or they would have been in that if Anna would have dropped down. But Lovejoy and, and Melissa, now things are a lot more open for these teams. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of excitement uh, in, in a lot of these one school districts right now because it's wide open for them.
0: Absolutely. I got, we're not going to talk about the smaller schools because we want to get this out to you guys, but just to, to recap some of the things that really stood out to me, at least for me, I'm very excited about 3 5 a Division II and 4 5 a Division two, especially 3 5 a Division two because of the whole, there, there are six really good teams going for four spots and it's going to be fun every single year. It's, I can't wait to see those games and how they play out. What kind of sticks out for you out, out of all these districts that we went through?
1: I feel like we have the haves and the have-nots in many ways. You've got districts where you're talking about six or seven teams that have really good competitive chances and who's going to come out of that. But we also have three or four districts across 6A and 5A where we don't know who's going to come out of it, but the teams have not been – regionally competitive at the time. So there's going to be teams that, you know, may not have made the playoffs and other alignments uh, who are at the bottom of those districts now are going to be at the top. So there's opportunity and there's also going to be some first round games that are going to be some head scratchers because you have some of these districts where you had to really fight and claw just to make it to the playoffs and other districts that didn't have that kind of strength in there. And you're going to have them in the first round and they're not going to necessarily, necessarily be ready for those two good teams, those good districts. But at the same time, we're going to have really, Really good district football, so I think we're going to have kind of the haves and have-nots in districts. We're going to have some really good districts and some uh, districts that are that are going to struggle. But that's also with that, there's going to be opportunity. We're going to, we're going to be talking about new teams. You know, we always talk about South Lake and Lovejoy and, and the big dogs, but now we're going to be talking about Holton a lot. You know, now we're going to be yeah. talking about you know Newman Smith a bit more because when we get to that district, these are going to be the big dogs that wouldn't have otherwise been the big dogs. So lots of new uh, new powerhouses. That have a chance to emerge and all it takes is, you know, you get some numbers in the program. You talk, you said it beautifully, Ward, that like Fort Worth ISD, they're looking at this now and they're excited, you know, like, okay, we can get some numbers out. You know, we're not going to lose by 70 every game. Come on out, play football, get some excitement. So you have two years to build a program uh, before the next alignment and the next UIL thing. And who knows what that will end up looking like in 2026. Ward, we're talking 2026. Yeah, i not going the, the word playing on
0: chip. I, I'm you considering the,
1: win for Plano East, by the way.
0: You're considering what? The a, a big spot? win. This is
1: why I'm going to win for Plano East.
0: Big win. All right. Let, I'm That's sure a you're faithful. Win. Play for an Allen in
1: district is never a big win. Uh, But, you know, across the board, I I, I think you have some games now where you can look at that as like, that's a winnable game. That's a winnable game. Like Princeton. When when you're playing Louisville ISD schools, there's no game you're looking at like, oh, we can definitely win that game. Now with this alignment, you can look at a couple of games like, okay, we can win that. We can build some confidence. you you become the best in Plano. Now you have a chance to make the playoffs. And now you're playing Louisville in the first round of the playoffs. and And those are games that... Plano East, you know, they split last year. They got went two and two against Louisville ISD last year. Uh, so now that's your playoff round in, in the first round. So I, I, I'd say if the goal is to win a couple of playoff games, you have a chance now.
0: You have a chance. You have a chance. Hey, everybody that's watching this, feel free to comment and tell me, tell us which district you think is the, is the most surprising, the most competitive, how you think your team's going to do. We'll, we'd love to read that stuff. And you'll see Diggs again on uh, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. He's going to Give us a short breakdown of what he thought about these districts and realignment. Uh we're finally looking Making me do the this show
1: in two minutes, Ward.
0: He can do it. I don't know you. how. I don't know how. He's gonna have to keep playing away east out of his mouth and get to the nitty gritty for two minutes. But I appreciate it. Hey, everybody, uh take a look at your team. Tell us how competitive you think they're gonna be. It's gonna be fun two more years, and then we'll do it all over again. And okay, Ward, you start
1: takes- working on that campfire schedule.
0: That's get right. To work. Got some campfire stuff coming on, so I'm excited. Thanks for joining us, Dixie, and I hope you guys' teams do well next year.